Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello and welcome to Waterfall, the water saving podcast. These are brought to you by CCW. Uh, We are the voice of water consumers. I'm Mike and I'm here with Karen. Hello, Karen. Hello, Mike. We are both water gurus, but Karen is much more of a guru than I am. She lives and breathes this stuff. Isn't that right, Karen? Oh, absolutely. We'll be picking on Karen throughout the show to get lots of facts and figures and basically filling the gaps of all the things I don't know. So in this show, we're going to be giving you lots of hints and tips on how to save water. And in this episode, we will be asking the big question, why? Why save water? Why does it matter? Why is it important? And in future episodes, we're going to be looking at water saving around other parts of your home, your garden, um, different rooms in your home. Brilliant. So today, that big question, why? So why should we save water? Now, as I said earlier, Karen and I both work for CCW, the Consumer Council for Water. We are the voice of water consumers. We represent everyone who drinks water in England and Wales. That's basically everyone. So we've been out and about and we've asked you your thoughts on why we should save water. I think that we should save water because it is a finite resource, even though it seems like there's a lot of water, a lot of money and energy goes into making it drinkable and usable by us. And if we save water, it's better for the environment. Uh, Obviously, rising temperatures worldwide, global warming, climate change, all of that, that is going to affect the amount of water available, I imagine, you know, increasing droughts, that kind of thing, uh, means less water overall for everyone. So I guess that's why it's important to save water, you know, to just make sure there's always enough to go around. Really interesting views there. And part of the purpose of this podcast is to listen to what people are saying and to dispel myths around water savings and, of course, to share useful information But there is a really serious driver behind all of this because we've got a problem when it comes to water. Yes, at the moment, the forecast is saying that by 2050, unless we really start building new resources, using less water and really reducing leakage, we're going to risk having water shortages in parts of England. So it's going to be really important that people understand why this is important to do and really engage in it. So this kind of flies under the radar, doesn't it? There's a problem, but a lot of people aren't aware about that. No, absolutely. And this is why it's going to be really important that we try to raise awareness. There's going to be a need to build new resources for people to use less and for the water companies to really reduce leakage. And the three components together will help to address what is likely to be a significant gap in the water that's available and the amount of water that we need every day. We're looking at trying to find an additional 4 billion litres of water a day. 4 billion litres is a phenomenal amount of water. I can't even begin to comprehend what 4 billion litres of water looks like. Now, a lot of people, as I said, it flies under the radar, right? This is one of these issues that yeah, worrying about water is just not there on your list of worries. Um, but you, you just said, Karen, that people do have a part to play. We've got to reduce our, our water use if we're going to fill this this gap that's going to exist into the future. Now, we've got a tool that on our website 
to help people understand the water resource situation in their area. Yes, I mean, there are about 40 million people that currently live in an area that's deemed to be in serious water stress. But when we did some research recently, we discovered that about 41% of those people didn't really understand that there was any problem. They thought water was plentiful where they were. And this is one of the challenges that we have. You know, population growth, climate change are all putting pressures on our existing supplies. And the more we take out of the environment, the more nature and wildlife and the habitats that we um, enjoy are going to be damaged. So we've got this tool. It's a really easy to use tool. I've been fiddling around with it. Uh, I've been basically trying to break it. Uh, I put in some French postcodes. Uh, Funnily enough, they didn't work, but it works very well for England and Wales and tells you the water resource situation where you live. So where I live, I'm in an area of serious water stress, which I think would come to to uh, is news to, to a lot of people. Uh, a lot of my friends and family wouldn't wouldn't know that. So we do have a challenge there to help inform people of the current situation. The other thing that people should be aware of as well is the opportunities that saving water has for saving money. Um, If you're on a water meter, obviously, if you manage to reduce your water use, you will see a a saving there. But importantly, a lot of the energy that we use at home goes to heating hot water. So if we can cut back on our hot water use, there's an energy saving element as well. So that's a a really good win-win. So save money on your water bill and save money on your fuel bill too. Absolutely. So that's going to be good news to a lot of people right now, given what's going on. And, and, you know, we, you don't need to make drastic changes to make a difference. And this is why we want to sort of share lots of tips with people so that you can see how easy it is to do. That's right. That's such a good point because this isn't about making sacrifices. This is about changing some habits and making it really easy to save water and save money. This podcast is brought to you by CCW, the voice for water consumers. Karen, tell us more about where water resources come from. It falls from the sky, but there's more to it than that, right? <laughs> well, at the moment, the, the, the water companies rely on a variety of different water sources. So rivers, streams, um, they will have lakes and reservoirs that they use for, for um, storing water. Um, but Mike, you're the expert on the water cycle. Surely you can tell us a bit more about that. Well, most of us will have heard if we were paying attention about the water cycle in school. I mean, my kids have already done the water cycle and they're just in primary school. So, you know, we all know about the water cycle. So, And I think that can be quite confusing at times because it's a cycle. So hold on, isn't that an everlasting supply of water then? And that's true when you look at the water cycle on a global basis. But actually what climate change is doing is it's altering that water cycle. It's actually turbocharging it, it's speeding it up. But what that does is it makes rainfall in different ways. And in different places and in different intensities as well. So it's basically messing up the system that we're used to. And that's causing us problems, as we're seeing right now with this very hot, long, dry spell. This is unusual for what we're seeing in Britain. I mean, we're confused. It's not rain for ages. And there's obviously going to be more of this as climate change continues to impact. No, absolutely. And it's not just climate change that's putting pressure on water resources. We've also got pollution that can affect the resources and the quality of those resources. Uh, We're also seeing population growth, particularly in some parts of the country, more and more people, all with demands for water. And in fact, when you look globally, you see the issues get even more complex. And we're lucky uh, in the UK, we don't have these, but you're seeing conflict as well. Um, 
causing pressure on water resources too. So it, it is it is complex, um, yet it isn't top of mind for a lot of people. But there's a compelling case for it. Uh, absolutely. I mean, when, it's, it's, when you scratch the surface, you realise, wow, we've got a big thing here, a big challenge when it comes to, to water resources and just making sure there's enough for the future. Um, and this is a, a problem for future generations as well. What we need to do is take action now so we're not giving a problem to someone else. So, you know, part of the issue is understanding what our own contribution is and understanding how much water we use. How, how do we find out how much water we use? I mean, I would look at my bill, right? Uh, and I'm on a meter, so it's very clear on my bill. And my water company has done a very good job explaining that and trying to relate it to cups of tea or whatever, uh, which is really good. But how, there are other ways of finding out how much water you use. Yes, I mean, as you say, if you're on a meter, you can either look at your bill and hopefully your company does provide you with information which shows how much you and your family use. Um, and you can even go out and check your meter for yourself if you have you know, reasonable access to it. Um, if you're currently not on a meter, you might want to go to our website and uh, use our water meter calculator. What that does is it asks you some very simple questions about how you use water at home and it will give you an idea of how much your bill would be if you were to go onto a meter. Um, and most of the people that do visit the website do tend to make a saving if they do proceed with the meter application. Now this is a really popular tool and tens of thousands of people have used this tool on our website, this water meter calculator. So it's well worth having a look and it's dead easy to use. Karen, you were fiddling around with it earlier today, weren't you? I was. <laughs> and uh, and what did it pop out as in terms of your water use? Um, well, I was I was just putting in some speculative numbers, so I'm sure it was a lot higher than the amount of water I actually use. Are you going to fess up? No. Oh, I'll fess <laughs> up on your behalf then. It was 148 litres per day, Karen, which, you know, I will get to in a second. So we'll see how that compares to the national average. Um, but uh, you did say you could find your meter, you could just look at your meter directly. Where would you find your meter? Because they're not all in the same place, are they? No, I mean, most companies tended to put them outside of the property um, on the pipe that goes into the, the home. Um, but some people do have meters under their kitchen sink. Um, you know, it's really important if you do have a meter that you have access to it. Um, because otherwise you are going to have to rely on the company's meter reader to share the information with you. Mine's out in the street and you have to climb on your hands and knees, open a little metal flap and then it doesn't matter what time of year it is or whether I've cleaned it out recently, it always seems to be full of stuff. I'm not sure what that stuff is, but it's usually brown and not very pleasant. Um, so, you know, re I find reading the meter quite difficult and I, I, you know, I'd like prefer mine under the kitchen sink. Can you ask, can you request where they put them? Um, I think there's normally a sort of preferred location for the company. Um, and the, 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 the reason they like them outside is so that they can pick up any um, leakage that may be happening on the um, supply pipe going into the property. And increasingly, as companies are using smarter meters, the information is downloadable on the website. OK, so there's ways you can find out about how much you use. And I think that's really important because obviously, well, you know, that's your starting point if you're trying to reduce... Uh, your usage you need to know what you're using right now but how do you even like visualize what that is 
Do you, do you, anyway, what, what, what do we measure water in? Um, well, the companies and the sector more generally tends to use cubic metres of water, um, which I suppose is often quite difficult for people to visualise. But if you imagine a, a, a metre squared... <laughs> now, you do know, I'm just going to stop you now, because you do know our listeners going, I don't know what you're on about, right? So, I, a metre so Mike, squared. how do you visualise your water use? So what's a cubic metre in litres? Is that 1,000? Yes. Yeah, it's a, a, a thousand litres. Uh, yeah, I, I, I... Well, everyone uses Olympic-sized swimming pools as a, as a metric. How, how much water is in an Olympic-sized swimming pool? I think it's, it's like two and a half million litres. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I, I struggle to relate that to what I actually use, you know. Um, I mean, I, I prefer the four-pint milk cartons because that's what I interact with, right? I go to the shop, you lift one up, I know how heavy it is, it sits in the fridge. I know roughly, I go like, there we are, that's roughly two litres, that's four pints. That helps me. Olympic size swimming pools doesn't really work for me. I don't know who invented that metric. It's it's rubbish. We should lodge a complaint. Do you, do you have a preferred way, Karen? <laughs> no. Well, well, as I say, I you know I I try to Im- imagine imagine the meter cubed. You know that sort of you know makes sense to me. But um, some people uh, you know prefer prefer it in actual liters, like you say. You know people understand you know those big um, uh, fizzy drink bottles, for example, with two liter bottles. You know it, that's one way of doing it. Well, I'm sure you know I, I, that's my second preference is iron brew bottles two liter iron brew you know that's that's after milk that would be my next preference for uh, for for the, the official unit of, of measurement of of, of water how, how much do people use them what's the when we established you use 148 liters per day what, what what's the average in the uk and in, in england and wales well it's interesting that people uh, that are on a meter do tend to use less water so um i think the latest figures um it's around um, 139 um, litres of water that people use on a daily basis on a metre. Um, unmetered customers, so people that are just paying a fat, flat charge, um, tend to use quite a lot more. So we're talking about over 180 litres of water a day. Wow, that's a huge difference. Between being in a metre and not in a metre. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, this is why metering is helpful in trying to inform people about their water use and helping them to use less. So that awareness then helps drive people's behaviours, right? Absolutely. So if you've, you've said the unmetered, you've said the metered, what's, what's the average then across England and Wales for, for water use? Uh, so it's, it's about just over 150. 150 litres per person per day wow so hold on and converting and converting very slowly into milk cartons that's about 40 of those of those two uh, four pinter milks 40 of those a day imagine having your boot of your car filled up with 40 of those carrying those to your house yes and you know i i really think that people are are completely um shocked when they do realize how much water they use i mean wasn't there a survey carried out quite recently yeah, there was. A Water UK did a survey a couple of years ago, and they asked people, just a very simple question, how much water do you think you use? And it, it, was, it was quite surprising. So 78% of people thought they used under 60 litres a day. So that's the vast majority of people thought they used less than 60 litres a day. And 
46% of people, so just under half, thought they used less than 20 litres a day. Wow. And do you know what? Only 3% of people managed to estimate their water use in, in the right place, which is just, you know, it goes to show how hard it is for people to make that connection between what they think they use and what they actually use. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, this is why um, increasingly companies, particularly those operating in the seriously water stressed areas, are looking to metering to help them manage the future of supply and demand. CCW can help you with your complaints. Visit our website to find out more. ccwater.org.uk. So we're coming to the end of today's episode of Waterfall. I think it'd be great to leave our listeners with uh, a tip, a hint on how to reduce water use, because we've, we've, we've talked about why we should be reducing water usage and the challenges, and we've, we've talked about the amount people have used, but actually, what, what was a simple, easy step that you, could, that you could take to reduce your water use? Karen, what's your, what's your top tip? Um, ditching the hose pipe and using a watering can. And what can that get you in terms of saving, roughly? Well, your average sort of hosepipe use in an hour uses as much as a family of four does in a day. Wow. So uh, that's a quick and easy way to save a lot of water. Oh, fantastic. Um, my top tip would be uh, just take a shorter shower. It's an easy way to save water and to save money. And you know, and then, and then right now with the cost of living crisis, that is a a really good way, a really easy way for people to, 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 to save water and, and better on their pockets too. But there's going to be a lot more on this in future episodes because we will be looking at this whole saving water, saving energy, saving money in a lot more detail in future episodes. So join us again uh, on Waterfall. It's goodbye from me, Mike. And it's goodbye from me, Karen. <laughs> <laughs>